Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Runaway. Berto is your host. Thank you so kindly for being part of the show. Welcome to a great show. We are going to have a little bit of a tutelage on Economics 101 and why our current economic system is a failure. And I mean that not, I'm not even talking hyperbole here. Our economic system is a failure and we're going to prove it. Anyway, folks, welcome aboard. Lee Grant is in the house. Eric Hayes is in the house. Melanie Keelan from the one and only Barcelona, Spain is in the house. Bridge MCP is in the house. Yvette Avery Herod, our beautiful union activist is in the house. Yvette Avery Herod. We also have Alistair Waters. Alistair, I haven't called your name in a few days. If I didn't hear from you in a little bit, both myself and Melanie would be asking again, where is Alistair? You know, Alistair is one of our great ones around here. Come on, Alistair, where have you been? I hope all is well, actually. You know, I'm just having a little bit of fun, but thank you so kindly for showing here. Paul Fleming is in the house. How are you doing, brother Paul? I trust that all is going fine with you. And of course, AVQ, Michael Rudnan, how is my buddy doing? Great, he has a long one here, and he says, from Daily Coast, and guys, as a featured writer at Daily Coast for quite a few years, now I'm just a standard, one of their contributing editors. Anyhow, Daily Coast, Keystone Pipeline leaked of ne leak of nearly 600,000 gallons of crude oil faces difficult cleanup. Of course, it's going into that kind of soil, man. Last Wednesday, operators of the Keystone Pipeline detected an oil leak that evening that spilled 14,000 barrels of oil into Washington County, Kansas Creek, and the surrounding area. TC Energy has since shuttered operations in an effort to focus on cleanup of what amounts to nearly 600,000 gallons of crude, almost the equivalent of an Olympic-sized swimming pool. According to Bloomberg, the spill and recent spills have made the Keystone Pipeline the leakiest in the country since 2010. The EPA presently believes just the surface water of Mill Creek has been affected. According to a recent update on the situation, approximately 317 uh, personnel are on scene from the EPA, TC Energy, and other state and local agencies. Response crews have recovered 2,163 barrels of oil water mixture from the creek. Wow, after getting not even 10%, right? Or just on the, well, what is it? Four, 14 million, 10% of that would be 4,000. Not even 10% is recovered so far. With 435 barrels of oil recovered directly from the ruptured pipeline, that's a total of 2,598 barrels recovered from a scene. The EPA's Kellen Ashford labeled the cleanup process as ongoing and confirmed that no timeline had been set for immediate or short-term cleanup and remediation action. This is precisely why Native American tribes and indigenous communities, as well as a coalition uh, of environmental groups, protested against the Keystone XL pipeline, which would have added to a pipeline system that already spans two countries. And remember, this is what what this is one brought one of our good Congress people claim to fame, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Anyway, this is precisely why the, Amer the Native American tribes and indigenous communities, as well as a coalition of environmental groups, protested against the Keystone XL pipeline, which would have added to a pipeline system that already spans two countries running from Alberta, Canada to Texas. The Biden administration announced that it had revoked an essential permit needed 
uh, for its operation last year, effectively ending a more than a decades-long struggle to stop the pipeline from being constructed. The Keystone Pipeline is the single most leakiest pipeline in the U.S. history. This is worse than I imagined. It's worse than we all imagined. Thanks for that, ABQ. ABC News, Good Morning America anchor, demonstrated journalistic malpractice a couple days back when this news first broke, asked the big question, what is what is this going to mean for gas prices? This should have been an environmental focus, whether for local for the locals directly affected or for the larger story of climate change and how we are so reliant on dirty fossil fuels that we can't stop using dangerous leaky pipelines. A very good get, very good observation. We should actually take it further. It's malpractice because gasoline should not be allowed to be raised because of a failure of a pipeline, because they knew that the thinness of the walls. I mean, there is so much that goes on here that these people are derelict in their duty. Like I said, most of the problems that we have in society today are created by the corporatocracy, and then they ask us to fix it. They don't want regulations, but when these failures occur, we pay the price in higher gas, we pay the price in inflation, we pay the price in all these features. We should start again to recalibrate our minds in such a manner. And we'll see a lot about this as we go on with the show. But EJFCP says, hey, all having a huge snowstorm, maybe 15 plus inches, all prepared. I have no doubt that you are prepared. You're living in the country now uh, of, of New York. My dear Bridge, I know you have all your wood cut, uh, uh, sheltered from the snow, all that good stuff. I know you're there. Michael Runner says, winter rain here in Brooklyn, not a good idea to go out in this weather. We are having beautiful weather in Texas for a change. Uh, temperature not too bad. Still kind of cool for me, but what can I say? Uh, Eric Hayes says, sustainable, sustainability products via fossil companies, etc., uh, see it can happen. Uh, oh my God! Tell us a little bit more than just a very long link. Uh, let's see. Can can go where Michael Rudnan ER services are active? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Melanie says, "Hey all." Eric says, "Will the Biden pack give back the five million founder of crypto derivatives exchange FTX?" San Burke Bankman Freed has made a contribution of five point two million to the campaign of the U.S. Democratic presidential candidate. Joe Biden, also anyone else should give it back. So again, when you call Biden out by name and say he should give that money back, first of all, I don't think he should. Uh, Beto O'Rourke gave his back. I don't think they should. All right. I think it's good to take some of that damn crypto money from, from all that fallacies that they have out there now and stick it to them. That's what I think. Uh, now it comes to... Uh, to you, I want you to go ahead and the same research you've done for Biden and others, go do it for all the Republicans who have also taken equal amounts of monies from the crypto thug. Well, the, the crypto industry itself proper is a fallacy, you know? Our money, the dollar, is fiat as it is. It's based on nothing other than the fate that you have in the United States government. And now we have a cryptocurrency that is supposed to be based on the faith of what people have in this currency. Not, a, not we the people, the government, but we the people who control the crypto. And as we can see what happens when it, the crypto is controlled by P2 
people in the in the private sector, what they do is they take your money and use it as a Ponzi scheme. Remember that. All right, Eric Hay says economic system was fine until uh, it was messed up. Currently, uh, current policy. Then, if you believe that, it proved uh, just that statement alone does one of two things. It proves that you are ill-informed about economic systems altogether, or it proves that you are willfully ignorant to what occurred under the Trump administration and what's occurring under the Biden administration. Either one, it's not a good thing as far as how it makes you look, sir. Uh, keep listening. I think we'll all learn together if we listen to reality. Mike Cisak says, if we only had sound monetary policy from the Federal Reserve, along with reduced spending by the federal government, we wouldn't be in this economic mess we are in. Actually, if you're, the capitalist system is based on the motion of money. So that alone puts what you've said at suspect in the suspect range, right? The only difference here is that the corporatocracy, the wealthy, they don't want their monies to, they don't want to have to be taxed to spend on the wealth, on the poor. They don't want to have to be taxed to spend on anything at all. Okay, they don't. They want to be able to hoard all the money in as much as it's bad for them as well. But nobody ever said that capitalists are smart people. Generally speaking, they're just capitalists. Nothing more, nothing less. They're not very smart. Let's just look at Elon, I mean, uh, Elon Musk. Elon Musk is not a very smart cat. I know the, 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 the punditry and the, the news media love to talk about how smart he is. I am yet to understand something substantive created by Elon Musk. I, am, I would love somebody to tell me of something substantive created by Elon Musk, or was he a capitalist who was able to buy all these technologies and put it under one umbrella? I, that's all I want to know. Tell me, please. Tell me, please. All right. Mike Cisak says, if you, uh, no, no. Eric A says, gas price down due to our administration selling off the reserves. So that is a great thing. That's what the reserves are there for, to protect the working class and the American economy. So it served its purpose. All right. Muchisima gracia. Uh, Bruce Pollard says, I have COVID again. Uh, oh, whoa. Let me ask you this, Bruce. Have you been out? I, I didn't know you were out doing a whole lot of stuff or did just somebody come into your home and give you COVID? And by the way, how is your second bout with COVID going? Do you really feel sick or let me know? All right. Eric Hayes says, whoa, just like Sam Bankman-Fried, uh, Sam Bankman-Fried, Egberto Justice is what? Stealing from investors. No, I don't, I don't believe in stealing from investors. Investors are making a, investors in crypto are mocking themselves. And I think, uh, you know, if you go into crypto, good luck for you. Uh, let's see. Bruce says, so far, so good for vaccines. Didn't stop it. I had all my vaccines when I got COVID as well, Bruce. But the one thing about it is my COVID really lasted one day. The little cough and so forth a week or so. But my COVID where I was really in pain and in really feeling really bad was a 24-hour span. Almost as bad as it was for taking the, one of those injections, how it made me feel. So, hey, what can I say? Eric says, current monetary policy is a tax on us. Again, I would suggest that you do some reading. 
Uh, Bridge MCP says 603 Rafa Short, staff writer, Thursday, December 15, 2022 at 12.14 a.m. Two-minute read. In this article, Donald Trump, it was billed as a major announcement. Yeah, he had a major announcement. Guess what it was? The sort of thing anyone following a declared presidential candidate like Donald Trump might understandably interpret as significant ramping up of a campaign that has been decidedly underwhelmed as of yet. But just one day after exclaiming that America needs a superhero on his Truth Social account, the former president's major announcement turned out to be less about his political aspiration and more, uh, uh, a, more a belated foray from a, the 76-year-old technophobe into the wild and wacky world of NFTs. That stands for non-fungible, uh, non-fungible something. Uh, 99 bucks and a digital pic of him as a superhero or cowboy? Seriously, sad part, his cult will buy it. In addition, in small print, it's, uh, it states all the money goes to him. It's amazing. Non-fungible tradables. I, I don't remember what non NFT means. Non-fungible something. All right. Uh, let's see. Lee Grant says, Egberto's judgmental today. Everybody, everyone's a thug. No, only the thugs are thugs, brother. Only the thugs are thugs, my brother. Uh, Bruce says, same as last time. Bad cold two days so far. Okay, Bruce, I'm sorry to hear that. But um, as long as it doesn't get into your lungs, you're great. If it gets into your lungs, make sure and cough and cough and breathe and breathe. Maywood is in the house. Good afternoon, Maywood. Eric Hayes says, whoa, still worried about bad orange man here. Never ends such a broken record because he's, he's running for president. Of course, we're worried about the orange man. Wouldn't you be? Lee Grant says, an imposition of a neo-Marxist welfare state will require asset seizure and a redistribution. I do believe in redistribution on unearned income. I do believe in redistribution on that which was not earned. And I think that is a must. I think it's a must. It's a, it's a uh, aberration in our economic system that this can actually occur. Uh, Michael Rodden says, Trump's trading cards look like someone who didn't know how to use Photoshop plastered his face onto a bunch of stock images and backgrounds. I'll say it again. Trump must be desperate for funding legal troubles, which Michael says, oh, hey, are the conservatives talking about the wealth tax? Bloomberg's tax on the rich, very rich, isn't actually a wealth tax like the ones Warren and Sanders have proposed. Here's how they compare that is the article that uh, Brother, brother um, Rudnan is suggesting that we read. So I'll put it on the screen and I'll read part of it because it probably falls into some of what we're going to talk about. It says, uh, top lines, billionaires have become central to the Democratic primary race thanks to both their donations and their taxes. A wealth tax like the ones proposed by presidential candidates Senator Elizabeth Warren and Senator Benner Sanders would make ultra-wealthy Americans pay the federal government a small percentage of their net worth each year, which they should. And I don't think it should be all that of a small percentage since it's unearned. Former New York Mayor Mike Bloomberg proposed a surtax on wealthy Americans' income that would leave their net worth alone and would bring in much less revenue, but it's more feasible than Warren. In other words, they will only tax the appreciation and only tax the likely capital gain, not cap, uh, dividends, etc. Well, I think we need a lot more than that. But uh, you guys can read that one on your own. I just wanted to bring that one up here. So let's go ahead and get back to what um, 
Michael's, Mike Sisakai said, Egberto, you are saying we should tax imaginary wealth? No, I didn't say that at all. I said tax what they have. Egberto will is checking FB to YouTube. Stop working. And YouTube is not showing all comments. You know, I, I wish I could do something about that. I, 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 if, you, if you need to copy one part to the not, next, I appreciate that. Okay. Uh, of course, I forgot to cue what we are talking about today. But lucky for me, it seems like it's at the top of the queue. So what I'll do, I get the Fed chair piece out first. And then I'll get the piece out with Larry Summers which is this one here. So let's go ahead and get started with the Fed chair and you'll see what I'm talking about here, brothers and sisters. You hear me talk all of the time stating a fact that this economic system is a failure. Now, we know that the economic system is doing quite well. We also know that people can find whatever they want to buy right now However, at inflated prices and why are the prices inflated? Of course, people have a few bucks in their pocket so they can pay the inflated prices. But, you know, inflation is a bad thing in the long run and people are trying to get rid of inflation. Well, I want you to listen to Powell here because this is going to show you specifically that the design of this economic system is predicated on the masses, the, the, the working class paying the brunt of any of its failures while constantly, when, when we are in good times, the wealthy takes from us. When we're in bad times, the wealthy still profits from us. As we try to reduce prices of products, our prices continue to go up in the form of other services to the economy. Check this out and then we'll take it on the other side. What we're doing now is, you know, it's raising interest rates for people. And so people are paying higher rates on mortgages and that kind of thing. Um, there will be some softening in labor market conditions. And I wish there were a completely painless way to restore price stability. There isn't. And uh, this is the best we can do. I, I, I do. I do think, though, that uh, um, and markets are, are pretty confident, it seems to me, that we will get inflation under control. And, and I believe we will. We're certainly highly committed to do that. So here's what Powell is saying. Powell is saying in order for us to force the corporate sector to reduce prices, what we must do is have the working class pay, continue, not pay for, more, for these inflated services, but pay someone else. In other words, no matter what, you're either going to pay and get a product at inflated dollars or you're going to pay to somebody else that extra interest rate that's going to take that money that you would have otherwise used to buy something for you. You're going to give it away for free. It's called inflated interest rates. So that is what it says. And then he says, and it will also soften the employment market. And what he's talking about is wages are going up because, again, people people have a bit more power in saying, I want that job, that job, that job, or whatever. So now we increase the prices because finally the public sector, or rather the, the private sector, has to, to compete a bit for good workers. So they have to pay somewhat more. Now, here's a kicker. The rates for employment are going up at 5.1% or so, while the rate of inflation had reached at 8%, which means that even the increase in wages, the increase in prices superseded 
the increase in wages. Why? Because those people who control prices were able to price you more than what their increased costs were, even as their increased costs were caused by the negligence and greed of their sector, the corporate sector. This is a failed economy. It is based on a premise that only, only the working class pays. The people who caused this, the problems, the people who created the problems, never ever pays and they have us believing that this is the only solution increase the tax increase the interest rates that's the only way we can get uh, prices down i would tell you that there's a much better way one that it's not we the people who are paying the prices for the failures of the corporatocracy but that they pay the failure that they've created in our economy, we spend a lot. Absolutely so. So, uh, so again, it is important for us to understand that because when what we've learned to do, what we have learned in this country, is to lie to ourselves. Right? We lie to ourselves because they've taught us how to do it. They put out an economic theory. They make it seems like that economic theory is what we is what we must follow and it's the only way any other attempt by any other country any other attempt to establish one that is worker centric meaning you have folks like collectives etc uh, i i i just went and brought up my um my youtube on this screen other than on this computer to see if i can see some of the comments and it seems like not all the youtube comments are in fact going over but again here is the kicker here is the kicker um if you i am not seeing uh, what i'm not seeing is i'm not seeing the face the youtube messages now it started out showing in the beginning but now they have stopped showing so i kind of put the screen up here as well so that i can see them so the idea is as follows folks they have indoctrinated us from, from, the, from our inception that somehow this is the only way things can be done. This is the only way an economic system can work. This is the only way that, that uh, you know, you have to, if the, if, if, if the plutocracy, irrespective of reason, if the plutocracy decides that they want to raise prices because they can, the government... We, the people, are not going to force them to drop their prices or force an, an uh, excess tax on them, a windfall tax on them for what they're doing. We're not going to do that. We're going to let the people pay. So instead of buying an extra stick of butter, extra bread, an extra tent, an extra something, the government allows them to just take our money they just call interest you know my uh my uh loan went from costing i think three or or, or so hundred a month to now about 500 a month just from these interest rates rise an extra 200 dollar bill because the plutocracy raised interest rates and took more money from me in gas. I'm talking about me now as a personal experience and all of you have your personal experiences, right? So they took 
higher prices in gas, eggs, bread, everything, right? And because we now want to reduce or, or stop those prices from increasing, from those crooks from increasing the prices further, to take or suck our money, the Fed said, okay, instead of giving the money to the egg manufacturer, instead of giving the money to the bread manufacturer, we're going to stop you from buying more eggs and bread by forcing you to use that money instead to give it to the feds, give it to the banks. They don't explain it that way. They make it seem like it's some academic exercise. It's a statement of fact that this does not solve the problem other than making you poorer, throwing you in a recession. And when we get into a recession or a reduced activity, people buy less and the corporations try to find another soft spot. Anyhow, let me continue reading uh, your, your stuff. Elections are, let's see, uh, let me see where I need to start. Egberto, did you know that the kind of wealth tax Europe and quickly repeated, repealed it when it caused massive drop in all tax revenue? It, not that it caused rapid tax drop. They couldn't take it. They paid. It's not a tax drop. It's people started to move money into more tax havens, tax advantageous places. But you see, you can't put a law like that out there without having a repercussion from moving your money elsewhere. It has to be a concerted effort by governments. We are not going to allow the wealthy to pilfer our people. So therefore, America, France, Europe, all these guys, they have got to, in a collective manner, say, we will not allow this. And you try to move your money, you can't. But the problem is they're all in on the fraud, the economic fraud. They are all in on the fraud. Again, this is just Economics 101, folks. This is not rocket science. Rocket science is a lot more difficult than what capitalists do. Capitalists don't really know much. Remember that. All right, let's see what else we got. Wow, let's see. I want to get back to Lee Grant. Hey, uh, y'all been seeing the soccer rats in Europe, Morocco versus the world. Diversity is not their strength. Hmm? I am not sure what you're talking about because Morocco's come, Moroccans come of every stripe, including all your soccer players and your soccer lovers. Uh, we got Brice Egberto Willis checking FB to YouTube. Stop working and YouTube is not showing all comments. Again, they, they simply have problems with that. Sometimes I report it, but that's all I can do. All right, Maxi says, Egberto, did you know they, they tried that kind of wealth in Europe? Yes, I know. And the, again, the, 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 the rich people won because they had support, including support from people like you, Mike Cisak. You guys have to start thinking about your families. You guys have to start thinking about your communities and stop thinking about propping up the wealthy. They have you brainwashed. E2247 says, today, huge news Reuters exclusive, the global supply trail that leads to Russia's killer drone. Uh, thank you for that. Let's see what it says here. That kind of intrigued me why I'm, I, I put it there. Exclusive, let's see. The hundreds of Russian drones hovering ominously over the Ukrainian battlefield owe their existence to an elastic sanction evading supply chain that often runs through a shabby office above a Hong Kong marketplace and sometimes through a yellow stucco home in suburban Florida, the Sea Eagle Orland 10 UAV is a deceptive, relatively low-tech and cheap killer that has directed many of the 20,000 artillery shells 
that Russia has fired daily on Ukrainian positions in 2022, killing up to 100 soldiers per day, according to Ukrainian commanders. Ah, sad, sad, sad. But yeah, you know, sometimes the cheap technology is the most effective technology because, again, if it breaks down, you just throw it away and do something else. All right. Thank you for that one, E2247. I actually find that intriguing. Once I saw it as an engineer, that turns me on, you know? All right. Let's see what else we got here. Mike Caesar said, Eric, look at this link. Scroll to the very bottom. Uh, petroleum, gasoline, PHP. Uh, I am going to actually pull that up because I'm, I'll be interested to see what turned you on when I scroll to the, to the yay bottom. Okay, I'm at the yay bottom, and I see that big drop off in 2021, then 2022. I don't know what you're trying to say, but the demand, gasoline demand, million barrels per day. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm not sure what you're trying to show there, uh, but, uh, you know, four-week average. But seems about right to me, you know. Anyhow, uh, let's continue reading. We have... Ukraine has claimed to capture several UAVs of this type since 2014. Uh, we have Bruce's elections are like Christmas. The commercial part starts way too soon. I know, I know. Eric Hayes says, all this is policy and on purpose. Hmm. I don't know what you're talking about, but... Uh, Keystone pipeline breaks spill diluted bit bitumen complicated cleanup. Um, diluted bitumen. I don't know what bitumen is used for. Enlighten me. I, I need some learning there. Eric Cizet says, Egberto, politicians never pay for the pain and problems they cause us. Actually, the wealthy never pays for the pain that they cause us. And part of the pain that the wealthy causes us is the purchase of politicians who we have to abide and live by the failed policies that they create. So I think we're in the same. Bruce says, money is power. Yep, money is power. Bruce, politics pay nothing but always takes in place. Not politics, not politics, not politics. The wealthy, come on, get it right. All right, we are continuing uh, with ruptured portion that extends from south of the Steel City, Nebraska, to a storage area in Cushing, Oklahoma, remains closed, and it should. Have you not? Have you seen the new "Don't Run Joe" campaign? Pretty no, I haven't seen that. All right, Michael Rennes says, uh, Eric Hayes, if Biden declares he's not going to run, he's going to be seen as a lame duck uh, for the next two years. Such announcement should be delayed until the start of 2024. You get it, Brendan. That's exactly right. I don't think Biden is running, but he can't say it. Daniel Ledo says, no, Egberto. It has, because you chose a variable interest rate mortgage, so you are complaining about your own bad decision. No, I chose a variable rate because the type of loan that I got uh, for, the, for, the, for the pricing, I made a calculated, a calculated decision to go for variable rate because I am still betting that even as these interest rates are up now, they will eventually fall, okay? Because they're not going to have the support. It's that simple. Uh, I saved a lot of money in the beginning, all right? I'm paying, I'm paying for it now, but I should not have had to go through this because again, interest rates are the wrong answer to these problems, Lido. I am not trying to get pity. I'm just stating as making a statement of fact. All right. Government put in hands where it doesn't belong. I don't think so. Egberto, uh, let's see. Wealth tax didn't fit, uh, didn't work in Europe. Not when there isn't support. I get it. I get it. Why should I want to steal the wealth of someone else? That goes against the shall not steal commandment. They stole it. It's not theirs. 
most of the wealth generated by the wealthy was legally stolen. It is your excess labor, including yours, Mike Sisak. So, uh, you know, we, we need, we, they paid to create laws that gave them an advantage to steal from you legally. So now we need to create laws to give an advantage to the working class to steal legally back from them. It's that simple. It's not complicated. Madre mía, ¿qué es lo que te pasa con la gente? Robert Davenport, how you doing, my brother? Uh, it says, the banksters have the game rigged. We are treated like serfs who dream of waking up in the aristocracy. It is not going to happen ever. You have to be invited. And, and Davenport continues, the wealth is being funneled on the top and foolish wannabes who will never be blindly follow along. Agreed. Agreed. Like I said, we are not living in a meritocracy. You are invited into it. There are a lot of people who can do software. There are a lot of people who can do a lot of things. And the, the elite says, I will select you and you and the rest of you to hell with you. It's a, not a meritocracy. All right. Uh, bitumen. Uh, Egberto, if you chose that, you should not complain. I complain about the interest rates justifiably. I mean, I don't see anything wrong with my complaints at all. Just like you have, but in your case, a lot of false complaints. But anyhow, let's go ahead and listen to Brother Larry Summers. This one makes, this one is even better. Check this out. Larry Summers, Larry Summers, former uh, economic advisor to President Obama, supposedly a, a, an economist who should have at least a modicum of progressive values in his veins. Of course, that has never been true. I mean, he doesn't support. I mean, I, I want you guys to understand what this guy just said with regards to Paul. First of all, he accuses the government, meaning the the Biden government of overstimulating the economy, right? That's number one. So in other words, he's blaming inflation on the government having overstimulated the economy in, as, in addition, to, of course, to COVID and supply chain, all those issues, which we've already refuted that all of inflation, not some, all of inflation is caused by the greed of the corporate corporatocracy corporations, their ineptitude, their short-sightedness, and their inability to think logically. That is the reason for our inflation. Again, remember, just-in-time inventory means that if there's a hurricane, if there's a pandemic, if there is a, a political unrest in a country where we're manufacturing, that that would create issues. And therefore, in America, we should keep enough stockpiles to mitigate for a few months of that occurrence. Secondly, the, the, the fact that we are offshoring so much of our, of our products lends itself that we should, in fact, over here have much larger inventories to mitigate for those eventualities, given that we don't even want to talk about climate change, etc., which means we're going to have more shipping lanes disruptions in the future. Again, short-sightedness, ineptitude, inability to think scientifically, that is on the 
that is on the hands of a business class that knows nothing about anything, but simply knows about moving money in such a manner that they can make a profit. Now we have Larry Summers that is trying to say, we are going to have to take money out of the economy. We're going to have to create a recession. In other words, uh, we are going to have to zoom unemployment very high in order to control this inflation. I want you to listen to this and then we'll take it on the other side. The inflation rate has slowed in the past month, but the Federal Reserve is concerned enough about it still being too high that Wednesday they announced the seventh interest rate hike this year, but only a half point this time, smaller increase than previously. But they are signaling there are more rate increases to come, raising fears that they could tip the economy into a recession. It will take substantially more evidence to give confidence that inflation is on a sustained downward path. I don't think anyone knows uh, whether we're going to have a recession or not. And if we do, whether it's going to be a deep one or not. It's just, it's not knowable. Joining me now is Larry Summers. You had warned, we know early last year, you'd been warning about the fact that inflation, once it hits, is really hard to deal with. How long will it take to bring it down? Do you think they can bring it down, let's say, by 2024 with these rate increases? I think the market is expecting, and I think the market is probably right, that uh, inflation will come down from its current uh, levels. There's still a question whether it will stay down and how much we have to do to make sure that it stays down is, I think, still a question. And whether it can be brought down to stay down without a recession is a very large question. My guess is that the Fed uh, will in the end have to suffer through a recession if we're going to uh, bring inflation down. Perhaps that was inevitable. Probably that was inevitable given all the stimulus that was provided to the economy in 2021, given that the Fed was late and very importantly, given all the supply shocks that uh, the economy suffered. But whereas I thought the Fed was very much in the wrong place a year ago, way behind the curve in terms of responding to inflation, I think in very difficult circumstances, they're in the range of uh of having done the right things and pointing towards uh, doing the right things. I think the chairman was right in the film clip he showed that no one can know uh, what's going to happen going forward. Uh, my guess is that we'll have a recession, that it will be a, it will not be an especially mild recession, but there's no reason to think it's going to be anything like what happened after COVID or what happened after the financial crisis or what happened when Paul Volcker um, had to slay inflation after a much longer period of high inflation at the end of the 1970s. Perhaps the unemployment rate will get in the range of 6%. The Fed is predicting a 4.6% unemployment rate at the end of next year. That's a million six potential jobs lost. Do you think that range is realistic? I, I think that 
it is uh, it is really quite unlikely that we will successfully contain inflation with unemployment only reaching 4.6%. It's conceivable, but it would very much not be my expectation. It would be the optimistic end of the range of possibilities. I think it's much more likely that if we're doing enough to contain inflation, unemployment will rise more than that. I think it's very important to emphasize, Andrea, for your listeners, that we're not stopping inflation for the sake of stopping inflation. We're stopping inflation for the sake of higher incomes for people in terms of purchasing power. And we're stopping inflation for the sake of avoiding worse recessions and worse economic instability uh, down the road. And that if we don't do what's necessary, then we're going to be looking at substantially more difficulty uh, down the road. Now, the Fed basically has that one big hammer. It's not a very sensitive tool. Are there other ways to combat inflation other than what the Fed is doing with interest rates? Look, I think the the main determinant is what the Fed does. The administration did something right and important with its aggressive use of the strategic uh, petroleum reserves. The, uh, I think, measures that make it easier to produce energy are uh, desirable in holding prices down. I would like to see tariff reductions that I believe could contribute as much as 2% to uh reducing uh, inflation. I would like uh, to see us worried a bit more about uh, fiscal uh, restraint, because I think we're on a path where budget deficits are going to start to rise rapidly again, and that can be problematic uh, in terms of inflation. So I think we need to focus on both uh, the demand side, that's where the Fed comes in, that's where the fiscal policy comes in, and also there are a variety of things that can be done on the supply side, and I think the steps that we've taken to expand inflation infrastructure, uh, for example, will over time uh, have benefits. I think in the short run, there are things we could do like the reduction in tariffs, like making it easier to cite uh, projects uh, more quickly that would be helpful. The fact, the fact that we have to increase unemployment, the fact that we have to charge interest rate to pain the working class because those people who pay interest rates are the ones who least can afford to do things in cash, the ones who least have liquid assets, so they must take out a mortgage, they must use credit cards. Rich people can just say, ah, I guess if there's going to be interest rate, I'll pay cash. When interest rates fall, fall down, I'll start using interest again such that I can invest that, that money otherwise to make more money. I mean, it's amazing how there we as the working class are asked to pay for all the failures of the corporate class. We as the working class continuously asked 
to pay for their failures. Again, these people that we revere or many want to revere as being the executives, the, 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 the titans of finance, the people who run corporations, we like to think of them as deserving. They are not deserving. We are the ones that create innovation and we don't make what they make. We're the ones that do all the work and we don't make what they make. It is time for us to stop it. It is time for us to realize it, who created this, who works this economy. What they've done is they have rigged an economic system to benefit just a few. And until we understand that and elect politicians who understand that, nothing will change. It is time for a change. It is absolutely time for a change, folks. Anyhow, Mike Cisek says, uh, no, 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 that's not Mike Cisek. That is uh, E2247 says, these are the 34 congressional Republicans who correspond via text messages with Donald Trump's chief of staff, Mark Meadows, about plans to overturn the 2020 election. Mark Meadows exchanged with text with 34 of those people. And uh, he, he gave us a link. Thank you for that, that talking point memo. Uh, Robert Davenport says the banksters have, game, uh, have the game rigged. We are treated like serfs who dream of waking up in the aristocracy. It is not going to happen. The wealth is being funneled to the top and foolish wannabes who will never be blindly follow along. All right. We also got uh, for respite of all persons everywhere who are suffering Ukraine fatigue. We beseech your mercy to empower our Ukraine ceasefire for Christmas 2022-2023. Thank you. All right. As a sign of a shared humanity, reconciliation, and peace. Let's see what that is. Okay. Oops. That cookie stuff there. Uh, let's see. I'm not going to take that. Oh, too much stuff on the screen. All right. Let's go. Let's continue. Um, the response team has so far recovered 5,567 barrels of oil water mixture from the creeks. The EPA said four dead mammals have been recovered and 71 fish. Yeah, right. Uh, Enbridge, meanwhile, increased its rationing of space on its oil mainline for January in a sign that demand to ship Canadian barrels south is outpacing pipeline capacity after the Keystone outage. Daniel Edo says, no, you are using your bad decision to get a variable rate mortgage as an excuse to complain about paying more. Feel bad for me and hate the system because I am hurting because of my decisions. If you are fine paying more than you, don't get to use it as fodder for your propaganda. Well, I think if, if I were to follow your rules, uh, or rather if you were to follow your rules, uh, you'd been deep caca, folks. Look in the mirror, sir. Eric Hay says, you chose it, live with it. Okay. I, I, I mean... I don't have a choice. I'm living with it, but I can complain to tell you that the higher rates are unjustified. If the rates were justified, I could get it, but they are unjustified. It's that simple. Uh, Michael Rennes said, austerity politics would crush our economy. It is starting to crush because we are doing some austerity. Uh, Robert Davenport says, if raising interest really impacted financial activity, why haven't rates for savings account move up as rapidly as loan rates in seven in the seventies, when we had high inflation, we had higher returns on savings account. The banksters ruling class decided they did not have to do that anymore. Heads they win, tail we lose. Exactly, exactly. I said that yesterday. 
Uh, Michael Rennes says the idea that increasing unemployment might be a good thing for the economy is an indictment of the capitalist system. Like I said, I was going to prove to you our capitalist system, the system, the form of economic system we have here is a total and entire failure. It is a failure. It's only successful for those in the upper 20% or so, you know, and, and again, there were times that I could use it and it always gave me pain. So I'm doing what I'm doing now. Michael Rodney says the idea that increased, I, I read that already. Uh, Eric says, Egberto, who takes the risk? You, the employee or the owner? The employee take, okay, I'm going to show you how, I'm going to use Eric's words to show how uh, most or people that think like Eric has so little faith in themselves, have little worth in their own lives. In other words, they don't think their lives worth much. Let's read Eric's comment. Egberto, who takes the risk? Are you the employee or the owner who invests in place and machine? Should business fall, uh, f- fail employees lose their job and investors or owner loses what? Everything, right? False. Again, that is coming from somebody who knows nothing about business, evidently. Let's start from the beginning. Who takes more risk, employee or investor? All right, let's go ahead and talk about the employee who works for Exxon at the fields where they are digging for oil, where they are in tanks, breathing in all that atmosphere, where they live in Pasadena, Texas, Cancer Alley, breathing in all this stuff because these corporations don't want to spend the money to isolate all these chemicals that they're burning. Let's take a look at the secretary who gets hyper uh, hyper tunnel uh, uh, syndrome, uh, a, a secretary who comes into the office every day and have to suffer the degradation from an ob- ob- obsessive boss. Let's continue. Let's continue. Let's continue. What about those guys who goes ahead in the fields and work in the sun all day to pick the crop while the guy stays in his skyscraper in his ultraviolet uh, refracting wind- windows to prevent him from getting any kind of skin cancer, etc.? As he is in his building, his farmers are out there farming. What about Mike Cisak? Mike Cisak used to have a farm. I think he still has a farm or a range. While he's out there tilling the soil, etc., he has to sell to some plutocrat who is ripping him off. And he still loves the plutocrat. He still loves the plutocrat. So no, Eric, you think so little about yourself. You think so little about the working class that you consider a wealthy person risking their money equivalent to the worker risking their lives, their health, their mental well-being, etc. Coming to work, the risk of getting hit. I mean, all these things the working person takes as a risk as well with their lives. Now, the businessman goes ahead and takes his risk with the with capital and you want to say, oh, he loses it all. He doesn't lose it all because again, the way our tax systems work, again, if you knew business, if you ever ran a business, I've ran several businesses, Mr. Hayes. If you ever ran a business, you'd understand that these losses can all be recovered and they are generally recovered. This system was made for business. I'm going to have David Cop come and talk about exactly, exactly why our constitution is a, is a capital document 
and not a human rights document. And it has infiltrated into the psyche of most, like our brother Eric, who thinks so little about himself, who thinks so little about the working class, that he thinks the wealthy person risks so much and the worker risks nothing. That is what I call indoctrination. That is what I call self-hate. And that is what most of us suffer from when we allow this economic system to persist. All right, continuing. Uh, we got, Michael uh, Rodin says, variable rate mortgages were a large part of the 2008 financial crash. They're doing it again, short memories. Yep. All right, let's continue. Michael Rodin says, Egberto, only the upper 10% are doing well in the country, not even the top 20, but the top 20 can hold water. Uh, Eric Hayes says, no, Egberto, I lose a job, I get new job, punto finale. No, you lose a job, you hope that you get the opportunity to get another job. And it's not guaranteed. So let's get it straight here. The only thing that's guaranteed is if we had a right to work, and what I mean a right to work, also that if we couldn't get a job, that our collective actually funded us as we search for jobs. So we don't have that, of course. Continuing, uh, Daniel Edo says, Egberto, what about hypothetical, 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 straw man, straw man, hypothetical, LOL, and you want to be taken seriously? I don't want to be taken serious. I am taken seriously. If you take, if you get some of the emails that I get from some of these politicians, you'll understand how seriously I'm taken. All right, uh, continuing, uh, Eric Hayes says, Egberto, don't know everything. Sorry, you don't, my friend. And your said businesses, are they doing anything for you now? No, I've closed my said businesses for all practical purposes, but they were all closed in the black. I have never owed money in the businesses. Like I said, when I started my businesses, as I talk about in my book, uh, the, the new book that I'm writing called uh, uh, <laughs> Tribulations of a, a Afro-Latino Caribbean Man, I didn't get the kind of loans people get. I had to do it on the credit card kind of stuff, 19, 20, 21% interest rates. And I still drew a profit ultimately, sir. So no, I do know business, sir. And I do know the corruption in business. And that's the reason I do what I do. I would love all of us, all Americans, to share the equal access to success in this country, which we're not. Robin Davenport says, if inflation is mainly a result of market costs for material, labor, transportation, distribution, and marketing, how is it possible they keep racking up record profits quarter after quarter? Cops agree uh, uh, is the cause. You are absolutely right. And again, those people who don't want to accept that, they are willfully ignorant, willfully ignorant. Bruce Pollard says, time to do some good work. If I will work on global warming, most of the stuff from Canada is diluted crap that should stay away in the ground for a million years. Bruce, you're absolutely right. We are coming close to the end of time. And like I said, I'm not going to be doing those long asks anymore. So I, I want to bring up my donation links here and ask you so kindly Please become a patron of Politics Done Right. You can become a patron of Politics Done Right by going to politicsdoneright.com slash P-A-T-R-E-O-N, politicsdoneright.com slash P-A-T-R-E-O-N. If you'd prefer to uh, give a one-time contribution or many-time contribution through PayPal, you can also do it at politicsdoneright.com slash PayPal. Please do not forget to go to our store, get some, get some Politics Done Right stuff, Send it out as, a, as Christmas gifts. Help us help the system and help promote our message by going to our store, 
Here is our store, politicsdoneright.com slash store. Please go purchase some of these things and send it off as gifts, etc., 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 etc. And that way you're helping us. And don't forget our books, politicsdoneright.com slash books. We have a whole lot. Let's see. Egberto, gonna send you something good in the mail soon as the rain ends and catch you tomorrow. You're a wonderful person. Thank you so kindly, brother Michael Rodnin. Anyhow, folks, you guys have a wonderful rest of the week. All of you that are here, thank you for showing up day after day. We are go we are positive. We are going to change the system. It's not going to happen tomorrow. It's not going to happen the day after. What it took, it took the right wing 50 years to screw women, 50 years to screw their well-being. I think we can do it in 10 years. And I mean, we've already completed two of those. So I think it's on the horizon. The ultimate thing is about 50 years. I mean, it's about, you know, 15, 20 years. But we are going to start seeing material change as we go to those primaries and elect progressives. So I want you guys to keep the faith. Keep coming on. Please support the show however you can. Politicsonright.com slash support is the all-encompassing Way to find us support, politicsdoneright.com slash support. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this. Baby, I am what? Oh. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.